This is The Motivation. UFC in Vegas. Fonzo, how you doing this weekend, bro? What do you think of this weekend's activities? Man, I'm just sad that they're over, man. It's been right? dope-ass time for uh, for MMA, for Jitsu. It was a fucking great weekend. Uh, the return of John Jones, we'll, we'll talk about in just a little bit. So I'm bummed it's over, man, but fucking great night. Great uh, weekend of fights. So Just yeah, the beginning. Let's jump right into the first topic, Fonzo. So first topic, I'm going to start by talking a little Jitsu. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw earlier or late in the week, jiu-jitsu bjj versus cholos in the streets what did you hear about this story i think i sent you the link as soon as it it came out uh but i'm not sure if i gave you the background did you hear the entire backstory on this no man I, you sent me the link and unfortunately like i caught a glimpse of it and i was at work and i just got too busy i didn't really get a chance to see it but it just looked like some cholos were provoking some dudes and it did not end well for them apparently so Jiu-Jitsu 2, Cholos 0. So basically, <laughs> so break what it down for up, us. What happened? Basically, what had been happening, I guess these two Cholo guys had been causing trouble in this gym for a, for a while. They said that that's what they always ended up doing. They're always trying to start fights. And this time, they picked the fight with the wrong two guys. So apparently, these two Cholos thought that these two other guys were staring them down or mad-dogging them or whatever. So they started talking. Uh, the other two guys weren't sure what was going on, so they asked him if they wanted to go outside. I'm not sure if they meant for this to happen or if they wanted to talk them down. According to them, they said they tried to de-escalate the, de-escalate the situation. Once they got outside, the Cholos seemed to kind of ramp it up and escalate the situation. Security then asked them to take it somewhere else, and it looked like they took it to a dirt parking lot around the corner. And uh, let's see what happens here, Fonzo. So I'm going to play the video. I answered. Yeah, I'm security just said, if you guys want to go to the dirt, that's cool. No body slamming. so that was the video cholos got taken down real quick fuck around find out they found out all right and it did not end well so you saw right away fonzo Lazy right hook, easy setup. Dude just ducked under, slammed double leg. But as you heard from his homie, no slams allowed. No slams. 
It's a street fight. Everybody knows, man. That, that's against street rules. Everybody knows. That just goes to show how dumb these guys are. They're making cholos <laughs> look even more bad. So I'm sure they don't claim them fools. Those are just two whack-ass <laughs> dudes. They got fucking dealt with, and that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's what fools gone wild called net bangers. Seriously, but you know what? Long story short, dude, I'm I'm reading through the comments. I'm having these conversations with some of the guys at the gym, and uh, you know, through IG and whatnot, and everyone's saying the same thing. Like, why did that guy not sleep him? You know, not just to put him in his place, but to just ensure that nothing ended up happening. Like, they got a backpack right there. One of those dudes had a backpack. Who knows what the hell was in that backpack? You know. Uh, yeah, dude, but I at don't the know, same man. time, it, like, here, here, should... here's the deal, man. Hey, like, here's here's the problem with that. Like, what if he does put him to sleep, crazy shit happens, and then the dude ends up getting, like, really hurt? Now, you you got a fucking felony on your case. You know, you know what I mean? Right now, it's just a squabble. Nothing really happened. Like, dude tapped out. You showed him. You know what I mean? Like, Got the tail between their legs. They're they're walking out. You know, I mean, it's just that's it. It's done. I don't know. Goes, I mean, a quick sleep. He'll be out for a second or two, but that's enough time to get you and your buddy out of that situation. You know, versus who knows? What if he would have? What if that guy would have had a knife in his pocket? And as soon as he lets him go, he stabs him. You know, hey man. Like yeah. I, I don't condone no street fights. I don't say that there's one form of martial arts that's better than the other. Luckily, these guys had some training. It looked like they knew what they were doing. Uh, but leave the fighting to the pros. Just walk away in instances like this. If you are, I mean, looking at those guys, there's no way in heck that those guys would have been able to take those guys down. Unfortunately, those guys did not know that one of those homies, one of the guys they were trying to pick a fight with, is training partners with Andy Varela, Andy Varela, ADCC vet. So, uh, yeah, that's what happens, man, when you get people that train versus people that don't. So uh, keep training, stay on your toes, walk away when you can. And I'm talking to the Cholos right now, so uh, that's all. <laughs> Keeping with the jiu-jitsu topic, Fonzo, there was a big uh, IBJJF Grand Prix that went down on Friday night. Uh, did have a super fight between Izaki Bayanese taking on Tynan Dalpra, and they also had two little four-people uh, tournaments. Uh, so looking at the dudes, they had a lightweight tournament that was the uh, four competitors, Jonathan Alves, Eddie Murasaki, Elijah Dorsey, Carlos Enrique. The opening match, check this out. I'm not sure if you can see, but it was just a run, two rounds. It was just the semis and then the final. So the opening round had Jonathan Alves putting on a clinic against Elijah Dorsey. He won that match easily, 15-0. Meanwhile, on the other side of the bracket, Andy Murasaki making quick work of Carlos Enrique, finishing him off with a bow and arrow. It was all, he was almost gonna about to take the back when, before you know, he just started digging in for that collar and he just ended up turning him into a pretzel bow Damn, and dude, arrow. That's your move. Yeah, it was vicious, dude. It was you fun. caught me in that shit a few times. <laughs> it's fun to watch. It's it's uh not fun to be in. No, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. But Murasaki ended up advancing into the finals, and he took on Jonathan Alves. You know, because he Andy made quick work of Carlos Enrique in the opening round, and Jonathan Alves ended up going the entire match. I kind of thought that was going to come into play, but it really didn't. Uh, Jonathan Alves. 
scored, gave up, I think like, I think it was two to two and they each had an advantage. So it ended up going down to a referee's decision and the refs ended up going with Jonathan Alves. It's a pretty boring match, a little back and forth. Both guys weren't really trying to lay it on the line, but uh, hey, it was good jujitsu to watch on Friday night. It's always good to see the guys getting at it and the girls getting at it in the gi. Uh, the show ended with a super fight between Ronaldo Jr., Francisco Lowe, as well as Tynan Dobra and Izaki Bayanese. Real quick, Ronaldo won by an advantage over Francisco Lowe. And in the main event, Tynan Dobra, again, dude, just smashing everyone in his way, passing clinic, doing whatever he wanted, standing up, getting sweeps, taking the back, didn't side control. Uh, Izaki is a killer himself, just a terror. You know, just imagine like a refrigerator full of muscle ready to go, and that's Izaki. Tainan just Damn. rode the wave, let Izaki use his strength, and he made moves like – like an like a surgeon, bro. It was just like watching art because you could see Zaki struggling, trying to all using all his strength, trying to fight out of positions, and Tynan just being a pro, just like a surfer, riding the wave and waiting for it to settle down, and then settling down into a position and then making a move, scoring points at will. So again, it was an awesome show. Let's get on to it. So uh One last thing before we get into UFC, Fondo. I was looking for picks to post on our little slideshow here for UFC 285 when I came across this, this. And you might be asking, what the shit is this? We're looking at UFC's IG page. But yeah, what are we looking at, Fonzo, for the listeners out there that might not be catching the video on YouTube? Bullshit-ass power slap league. And yeah, dude. And going through the comments... No one was happy about this, dude. Everyone's like, what, what is this? What are you doing? You know, so I don't want to spend too much time on this. It just, it looks like the tables and tides have turned. People are not happy with Slap League. They don't want anything to do with this. I think their pay-per-view event is coming up. Is it this month or next month already? I don't even know. Don't even care, right? Nope. Mm -mm. All right, let's get on. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show, Fonzo, UFC 285. What did you think of the show as a whole? Oh man, it was amazing. It was a great show. Um, I, I was able to catch two of the prelim fights uh, before the main card. Um, and I, I got to go back and watch the rest of it, the rest yes, of the card, even the early prelims. Cause yes. I heard there was some really good fights before as well. So oh, I haven't dude, even they checked were those killer. out. Yeah. I mean, there was two finishes yeah. and one decision in the early prelims. And then if you go to the prelims, you had Cody, you had Derek Brunson and DDP. We had Amanda Hibas, Viviana Rouge, dude, Julian Marquez and Mark Andre Barrial. Woo! Did you see that one? No, that I missed that one. Oh, dude, go back and watch it because that one was a slobber knocker. That was uh, Julian Marquez to the T. That's what he does. Goes out in a blaze of glory. Balls to the wall, round one. Come round two, he didn't have anything left in the tank. And his opponent took well advantage of that and ended up finishing him off. So uh, if you did not get to watch that, Go back, check out yeah. those uh, prelims for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, the one that I did get to watch is Amanda Hebus. That one was good. And then the Cody. Man, I I was – at first I was impressed by Cody, you know, the first round. And then – What the fuck is that guy? Uh, yeah. It, it just – he coasted. You know what I mean? He coasted the last – that's part of it. I, I don't know. It just – it was like – it was like a black belt trying to win a world jiu-jitsu championship by advantage. Like he just wanted to squeak by and get the W without yeah. putting himself in danger, which is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't. I can't. We, we've can't seen him get knocked out terrible. Exactly. Like three times in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm glad yeah. he's in the win column. Maybe this will dust uh, cobwebs off and he'll feel a little more confident in his next fight out. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to be impressed with other than – Again, he got that W. It was a pretty boring fight. He he showed flashes. He hit some nice takedowns. He still has that mm-hmm. quick first step. He was a few steps ahead of his opponent at all times on the feet, on the ground, in the takedown yeah. department. So he still has the flashes there. Uh, I think I'm not sure what he has left in the tank. I don't know if he's planning on trying to make another run at the title. But... uh Bro, I don't know. What do you think? Should he keep going? I mean, look, if he fights again, I'll definitely be excited for it. I, I wanna like I wanna see more of it. Maybe he was just being way too cautious. Cause he kinda had to because he did get tagged. He got yes, tagged he did, maybe a couple once shots, or right? Yeah, yeah. And he he wobbled. So maybe that's what kind of tempered him not to go at balls to the wall during the last round. Cause he he was just like really just stepped on the brakes that last round and he just didn't want to even take any chances, which I get. Um but it made for a boring third round. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see him take fight somebody on the lower end of the rankings and yeah. slowly start to ease his way back up. And and let's see what happens. Let's right. let's give him another fight. I'm not ready to to kick him out, give him the boot yet. You know what I mean? He's Cody. He's still a champ. You could yeah. see that he he was in there. That the champ is still in there. He still yeah. has that champ bloodline in him. The planning, <coughs> the footwork, the will, but yeah. I just don't know if the confidence is there right now. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the pay-per-view. <coughs> All right. So the pay-per-view opened with Bo Nickel taking on Jamie Pickett. What was it? Like a minute, less than a minute into the fight, Bo Nickel uh, takes – starts a little clinch and throws a knee straight into the nars of Jamie Pickett. Yeah. Instead of trying to fight it off, it seemed like Jamie Pickett spent most of his time trying to complain to the ref, like, hey, he hit me in the nuts, even after he got taken on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, it's over already. It's over. That ship has sailed. Move on. And then it cost him because he ended up getting caught in a arm triangle and yeah. he was fighting it off for a while. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know if if Bo knew what he was doing. I don't know if Jamie knew what he was doing. Maybe he had because he it he was doing the defense to the arm triangle, putting his arm up to his ear, pretending like he was on the phone, you know, that old defense. And it worked for a while. Yeah. And then Bo adjusted, started applying more pressure, pressure, eventually too much for Jamie, and he ended up tapping out. What'd you think about Bo's performance? Dude, I thought it was good. I mean, he, he um, you know, even from the takedown, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how solid that takedown was because, you know, obviously um, – um, Clean, bro. It was the clean takedown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was ready because of that nut shot. Uh, but it was it, – I mean, it was – it looked fucking amazing. It looked great. I mean, he turned over fucking just a beautiful takedown. Uh, and then he immediately went to work. You know what I mean? And the way he was just trying to adjust that submission, um, you know, I, I thought it was great. I mean, I'm not you – know, you know, I'm not the best – um, judge of uh, of grappling, uh, but to me it seemed like he was doing all the right things to adjust every time uh, he saw resistance and and um, and and not tapping. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I was I liked it, man. I was impressed. You know, he did what we thought he was going to do. He made quick work of him. He he. I mean, he took him out at the two fifty four minute mark of round one. You know. So that that's what guys like that are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to make quick work of these of these lower level ranked guys, and he took no damage. He showed a little bit of his skills. I wouldn't say I'm, it was anything like like blowing the roof off of anything. You know, I know he's already chirping at calling out, saying uh, a fight between him and Cosmo at Allegiant Stadium would be awesome in front of a hundred a hundred k, a hundred thousand people. Uh, but hey, let's pump your brakes, bro. Let's see what happens, and let's move up the rankings, and let's see who's next. So, who do you think is next for right. him, Bonzo? I got the rankings for the mm. welterweight division right here. I'm not sure if you're looking at it, uh, but what do you think? We got the two guys at the top already fighting in a couple weeks. You know, so obviously he's probably not going to get anybody in the top five, even right. though. Pazmat doesn't have a, a dance partner at the moment. That might be a little too much for him to bite off. Uh, but what do you think about him taking on somebody in the 15 to 9, 10 ranking right now? What do you think? I was looking at, look at the Luke, man. Luke, Luke just coming off of a loss against Joff Neal. Uh, Jorge's got a match against Gilbert. Neal Nagney's there. He doesn't have a dance partner either. Uh, does Michael Kiesa have a fight coming up? Uh, it seems I, I familiar. Think, I think he does. Your boy JDM just won. And then Michael Pereira's on there. So uh, I think Pereira's got a matchup coming up soon. So Luke's right there. Do you think that that's too much for him at this time? Or do you think he should go a little bit lower in the rankings? Maybe like a, a mat. A ma you know what? A fight against Neil Magny. Would, would show a lot because Magni is a vet. He's crafty. He he wouldn't put Bo in trouble, but he would push him enough to sh make him show more of his tools. Um, yeah. The Luke yeah, fight, I, I think the Luke fight would be interesting, but I don't know how Luke would do once he gets taken down because it's going to happen. Whereas if Magni gets taken down, he's more, his game is more, more, more how should dynamic I say? more not more uh, dynamic but he's more more of a scrambler better at getting back up onto his feet yeah, and moving yeah the i fight. agree whereas luke is like a one-trick pony he's just gonna try to stand and bang and get back up whereas magni magni's gonna chip away he's got that long reach he might try to sneak in a, a, a takedown here or there you know but he's not gonna take bow down of course Right. Uh, but he is crafty enough and he is good enough on the ground to make Bo show more of his skills, I would say. So I think that would be a either one of those would be a good good matchup for him, I think. Um, I would hate to see 
him and JDM because both of those guys are our top prospects. And I'd like to see those guys on a, on a hot winning streak for a while and let's get them matched up later down the road. Once those guys crack the top eight, maybe top five. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, especially now, like I, I, I really like watching them both fight. I've, I've been liking watching their fights recently. And I feel like if they go out at one, like now, whoever wins is going to end up on an upward trajectory. And the other one is just kind of like be is at the level they can just fall off now. You know what I mean? Without giving them that room to grow. True that. True that, man. Yeah, I, I'd like to see the UFC let these guys grow a little bit. Let's get some highlight reels out of them. Let's get a couple more matchups out of them. And, let, and let's let them meet down the road because – both of those guys that we just talked about, Alfonso's boy, JDM and Bo Nickel, those guys, I mean, look at – we're going to talk about Shavkat in a little bit. There is a lot of young blood being injected in the welterweight division at this time, and it's it's going to be fun to see because even Jeff Neal's, you know, even though he lost last night, I think he proved a lot, you know. So oh, yeah. uh, let's look at the next matchup, which is my boy Mateus Gamra taking on – the Tarantula, Jalen Turner, who this was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Gamrot, like he was getting a little tired towards the end. He was pushing the pace, using a lot of energy, getting the trying to get the takedown. Eventually, he secured the takedown, but he did not do as much damage as I thought he was going to do. And, uh, yeah, he ended up taking Dude. some shots every now and then. This is a hell of a fight, man. Um, I'm just I'm trying to remember he he's he was the one. Um, fuck, man! Like I, I think I drank more more than I thought I did last night. Who was uh who's the dude? Uh, he can't breathe out of his nose, right? Is that what's going on with him? I, yeah, that's looked, Gamera. Cause he looked fucking gassed as shit, and <laughs> but. He really wasn't, man. Like, he was actually putting on the pressure when I'm like, man, this dude is breathing way too hard. And this is barely the first round. Um, but, you know, later on, I, I heard the commentator say that, um, that yet yeah, he has breathing problems or whatever. His nose needs to be reconstructed or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's got like uh, like that Joe Rogan thing, whatever Joe had when they ended up going in and like scooping out whatever they had in there to open up his breathing canals or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. uh, and Maybe and not only that. Not only Maybe that, but Vanderlei. who knows how? Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that back in the day? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing is, you know, he took the fight on three weeks' notice. So who knows how in shape he was coming into this? So a couple of factors there. So he did get yeah. the W by decision. Looking at the lightweight rankings here, who do you think Gamrot should fight next? He's he was ranked number seven. I don't think that this fight is gonna bump him up in the rankings at all. But should somebody fall out in the top five, he might be able to maybe move up or get another fight out of that. I mean, what do you I, think, I think he should take on next? Immediately, I would say maybe Chandler. That'd be a good matchup for him. Um, you know, maybe Gagey would be a nice matchup too. So um, Gagey's taking on Rafa Fazeev's in a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, Benny's going to be taking on Oliveira. Chandler's already got a dance partner with uh, your boy Connor. The only right. other person that's ranked above Gamrot that doesn't have a fight is Dustin. So why yeah. not 
I think Dustin and Gamrot would be a bonkers fight. I would love to see that for five rounds. Um, I, I think that, man, I, I think know, maybe a rematch against Armand Sarukian that would be good. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think Dustin would piece him up, dude. Yes, yeah. I don't know if Gamrot's ready for that, yeah. but it would be a good yeah. fight. It would maybe, be a maybe, great fight. Maybe after he gets his nose fixed. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, that might be a good late summer fight. You know, yeah, he's probably not going to fight for a while, especially if he gets that surgery done. That's well, he said he, he was he was going to, but then oh, he got good. called for this fight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I would imagine he's probably going to have that surgery within the next four to six weeks. Yeah. Hopefully. Then he might be out for like two to four, you know, to recover, and then he can start training. So that would put him what, like in May, maybe. Uh, probably a little fight, bit later than that, July, you know, just to be safe. August, yeah, yeah you know. Something so we like probably that, won't yeah. see him till the second half of 2023. But it's hey, cool, man. A Poirier, a in, or let's see what happens. Uh, maybe he can get the winner of Faziz and um, and Gagey, like you said. You know, that would be good. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Moving on up. Shavkat Rachmanovich. Dude. This what was did you a fucking... think of this fight? You you hit me up, oh, you messaged me, and you're like, bro, could this be fight of the year? What did you uh, think, man? What did you think? Shit, man. It, it was it was an all-out war. It was amazing. And then at the end, dude, um I, I can't even I can't even describe it. Like when I was watching it, you know, fucking um uh, Shavkat, just that that submission at the end. I'm like, how, 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 how is this guy doing this? Like, never seen that happen before. Just decided to do a standing fucking rear naked choke, bro. Um, you know what they were calling it on IG? What were they calling it? They're calling it the bouncer choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is, bro. Get yeah. out! You're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly what battle, it was, dude. Man. It was. I mean. I think that – tell me if I'm wrong, but Shavkat was in control for the moment the bell rang. Even though Jeff took it to him, I felt like he Shavkat was in control the entire fight, you know, predict, uh, putting a pace on him that he felt comfortable with. Everywhere the fight went, he was mm-hmm. the one that made it go there. And no matter what Jeff did, he just – he didn't seem like himself. He seemed like he was – uh, I know the then the announcers were saying it, but he did seem like he was a little unconfident. Maybe he yeah. was worried. Maybe he was injured. You know, it seemed like there was something else on his mind other than what was in front of him, and that uh, played out into the fight because Shavkat was, like I said, in control. He it he didn't seem like he was scared. He didn't seem like he was being pressured. He didn't seem like he was stressed out at all. Even though he was getting touched up, mm-hmm. he felt it looked like he was comfortable. And, uh, yeah, he ended up getting the finish in, what was it, the third round? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the third round. Yeah. Um, what do you think's next for Shavka? Who's who's in this? Uh, who's in the list here? Oh. Here so we, we go, got... my boy. There you go, my man. Oh, man. Um I probably like to see so, him maybe go up against maybe Wonder Boy. Ooh, that would be a good fight. I don't think Wonder Boy has anybody. Ooh, how about Shafkat and Bilal? Does Bilal have a fight uh, right now? Uh, I don't think don't he does. Think so I don't yeah. think he does. I know. I think he was trying to get a fight with somebody, but 
I don't believe he does. So Shavkat's ranked at number nine right now. I'm sure he's going to move up. Jeff was ranked number seven. So at a minimum, they're probably going to trade places. Yeah. So Shavkat might move up to number seven. Wonder Boy's right there at number six. Gilbert at five. Gilbert's already got a fight. And then Bilal at number four. I think Bilal. That would have been good. Shavkat would be badass. Shavkat's already asking for a title shot. I think he was asking for a title shot in the post-fight interview. Am I wrong? Uh, I didn't. I don't think I caught that. I think he's asking for a title shot. Uh, hey, the, the title is up. Is going to be they're fighting for the title at this division in a couple of weeks already. So the title is going to be on hold for a little while. Shafkat could rest up and uh, dude, I, he didn't, I mean, he did. Let's see what the commission says. Let's see how long he gets suspended for. Uh, but I yeah. think he could, he could fight again in two, three months. Probably. But I, you know, I don't know, man. I think it's too early for him to get an in, like a title shot right from, from this moment. I think he needs one more fight before he gets the title shot. Because, um, I mean... Ooh, how about him and Colby? Yeah, that would be good. Because, I mean, here, here's the deal. Like, I would I would want to see, like, uh, Kamzat get a title shot before Shavkat. You know what I mean? How about... Let me ask you this question. Or let me ask the listeners this question. Who in the welterweight division and how... Or how let me let me word this a different way. What if name one person in the welterweight division that if Shavkat fought that dude and just fucking steamrolled him, that would be enough for you to be like, okay, he gets a title shot. What if he just steamrolls Bilal or Kobe, like finishes him in the second round, just ground and pounds him, gets takedowns at will, makes him quit, TKO round two, round three? Would that be enough? For you to be like, oh, he's he's ready, bro. Give him a title shot, or would you still be like, nah, he's got to do that one more time? No, I I I think that if he does that to anybody, um, in the top, you know, uh, five to six spots, he should get that. I got three names for you. If he could do that, Colby, Cos, Cosmat, or Bilal. If yeah. he could put on a show against either one of those three guys. Get the W and just impose his will like he did against Jeff Neal, then I'd say title shot all the way. Yeah. If he squeaks it out against one of those fighters, uh, I still might give him the benefit of the doubt just because, and it just depends on what happens with the rest of the division. You know what I mean? I'm sure Gilbert's going to beat the brakes off of Jorge. Um, we don't know what's happening with Colby. I don't know. I don't know if Chamayev's going to stay at 170 or if he's going to go up to 185. Uh, Bilal wants a title shot. Wonder Boy's there. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun matchups for us to for Shafkat for us to see. So uh, I'm excited and I'm yep. going to have my ear to the ground. Twitter. I'm going to be reading everything everyone's saying because I know I'm sure we're going to hear something within the next three to four weeks about a rumor. Uh, and him and him get in a fight again pretty soon. All right. Co-main event time, Fonzo. Let's go. Co-main event. I wish Cousin Nat was here because he would rub it in our faces because he was the only one on the podcast that chose Grosso. And I think he even said submission, bro. 
Did he say submission? I can't remember, man. I can't remember. I think he did, dude. I think he did. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. What do you think of this fight? Do you think that this was just a bad matchup for for Bully? Or do you think that this is wear and tear and father time getting another W, another notch in his belt, and this is the end, the beginning of the end for Bully? Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I really think that um, maybe uh, Grasso was was severely underestimated. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I mean, I sure did for sure. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, you know, even if you go back to what I, what I was saying in the last podcast about the Shevchenko, I was just saying she had all the weapons. You know what I mean? She had way more weapons than Grasso did. More ways to win. And in every level, you know, Shevchenko was, was going to edge her out. But in this case, no, man. I mean, Shevchenko threw everything that she had at her. And she found an answer for pretty much everything, maybe except for the takedowns. But even the takedowns, she was able to stuff two or three of them. You know what I mean? Like, so that kind of shows you that, hey, Alexis Grasso is, is, is still improving. Whereas maybe at this point... Shevchenko has has plateaued, has peaked, and maybe just hasn't been training as hard for somebody else. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Now, is she on a downward um, like trajectory? I don't know. I don't know. This could be, hey, a wake up call. Like, hey, I need to train better. I need to prepare better, and I need to do better. Because I don't think I saw her. I I don't think I saw Shevchenko just really like slow down per se. I didn't think I saw her, you know, not have Chris boxing. It was just for, you know, Alexa just seemed way more hungry, way more motivated to win. You know what I mean? And Shevchenko was just kind of like a little lethargic. So that was my take. But I, I think she, if she, if she prepares again for their rematch, if they get a rematch immediately, it's going to be another war. Definitely, definitely. I think this, I think just Alexa just caught up to Valentina, dude. Yep. I think, I don't think that Valentina has done anything wrong. I don't think that she's lacking anything. I don't think that she's unmotivated. I just think that Alexa caught up her, her stand up and that boxing in the pocket nuke. She was teeing off on her every time she got close. You know, the only advantage that Bullet had was the takedowns. And I don't know, maybe she was getting tired. But she wasn't able to do much with the takedowns. She didn't get close to getting any submissions. You know, she didn't get close to ground and pounding her with those vicious elbows or or hammer fists that sometimes she does. You know, she's always getting people in that crazy crucifix and she just lights them up. But this time she she there was that she was wasn't. nowhere to be seen. Hey man, nowhere well she she did catch her in the crucifix, but she just wasn't able to capitalize on it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she couldn't get to that point that she'd been able to get everyone else in. Yeah, and uh, and that just that's kudos to to Alexa. You know what I mean? She stuck around long enough, made it a fight, made it an ugly fight, and she just needed like that split second. And when Valentine. What was that? A spinning back fist, or was it a kick when she gave her back? Up? It was a spinning back fist. It was a spinning and back fist. Fucking just hopped on her back. Just, oh, it was instant. Oh. It was just like whoop. It was like like venom, the symbiote suit, like jumping yep. onto Peter Parker and latching on and not letting go. 
because he was like that, dude. And even though the choke wasn't all the way sunk under, have you seen the pic of what her yeah didn't look like? Dude, Holy it was crap. crazy. From her, what was it like? From the bottom of her nose, completely white, yeah. and everything above that was like fire engine red, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was she definitely was squeezing nuts. the crap out of her. You know, here here's the thing about Alexa too, man. And was well, the reason I think she was able to kind of get under Valentina's skin and was able to capitalize on mistakes like that is that if you if you start looking at the fight from round one, dude, Alexa would come in. Take shots. She didn't care. She would eat Valentina's shots to to blast two of her own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And they were yeah, and they weren't they weren't like pitter patter shots. These these were fucking malicious. So I think that's what ended up like keeping Shevchenko from trying to tee off on her and started trying to get her to wrestle. You know what I mean? And eventually, yeah. I, I think it got her frustrated enough to throw that spinning because she she didn't really do a whole lot of spinning techniques. That was another thing that was surprising. Um, it was just a, maybe a couple times she tried it, and then that last time she's like, "All right, I got you." And you know Fucking what else is so on. crazy? She did that against the cage. Like they were pretty close yeah. to the cage when she did that. It's like, dude, there's nowhere for you to go if that don't work, and that's yeah. what happened. You know. Yep. So uh, kudos to Grasso. Congratulations. Mexico now has three champs. Count yeah. them. One, two, three. That's what's up. So uh, I, I'm sure they're going to have a rematch, and I'm interested to see what happens in that. Um, I don't know if I have the rankings for that one. No, I don't. But, uh, hey, great fight. I'm sh- That's the only fight to make. That's the only fight in this division that I want to see until Tatiana Suarez gets a couple more fights under her belt. Yep. All right, main event, dude. We've been waiting for this main event for three plus years. We got it, and it ended in like a minute and 58, six seconds or 46 seconds, 154. I don't know. It did not take long for John Jones to be like, hold my beer. Don't let it get cold. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hold the straw. I'll be back really quick. <laughs> Literally, don't do, dude. Don't yeah. do my bump. I mean, go yeah. back. <laughs> By the time you chop that up, I'll be right here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he just buzzsawed right through Cyril. I think he punched John once. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't at all. He kicked him in the balls, and that was it. Kicked him in the balls. He did throw a body shot. But I don't think – I mean, it was just – it wasn't significant. It was a body shot. He was just trying to, like, distract him or something. But, yeah, dude, it was just – it was just absolute just demolition, dude. It was just – it was beautiful. I, I sent you that that breakdown. Yes, that was clean. That was a good yeah. breakdown. Um, Yeah, man. So, John Jones just slipped under a punch. Went in, landed, uh, tried to go in by one of his own, then it just well, grabbed onto him. Punch, and when he threw the punch, he kind of like just kept going with the punch. And when yeah. he did that, he like exposed his back. And John used that to just almost like Alexa, grab, grabbed him by the waist, took him down, made him carry his weight. And when they got to the mat, I liked how he almost kind of grapevined yeah. Cyril's outside leg, preventing him from using it to post and get back up. Yeah. Somehow it's 
know if Cyril caused it or if John pushed him, but Cyril and went from having his chest to the mat to having his back to the mat, and then John pressed him up against the cage. And then I love the move that John did. And instead of messing with the legs and fighting the legs, he just like chucked the legs and just sat on him and took Mount right away. I love mm -hmm. that move. Yeah. And then once he got that neck, man, that was it. That was all oh, over. Dude, he just had that chin strap, and then he just uh, – Dude, it was like a three-second choke. Cyril was not happy with it at yeah. all. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what his camp was thinking when I, I heard his coach say that, uh, you know, since he's came to this camp, we've added wrestling and submissions. Bro, you better go get Marcelo Garcia, Hodger Gracie, uh, Gordon Ryan – everybody because there's no way that he's going to catch up to john jones's grappling you know what i mean they're no, literally no. like trying to plug holes into this leaky dam and uh john used that to his full-on advantage beast mode of this dude and uh now what's gonna happen i don't know man but here, here's here's the deal man it just just with this fight the way it played out like john jones had like had a plan, you know what I mean? He knew what he was going to go in there and do. I don't think he was planning on 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 standing oh, and trading no, no. at all. Like he was just, <laughs> he was just going to go in and and fucking just wrestle. Yeah, yeah. He had one thing on his mind: win anyway, because he was he was standing with him. He threw yeah. some punches. You know, he was not scared. And uh, dude, he just put on a master class, man. Yeah, gone for three years, and he did not miss one step. So it sounds like he was calling out Stipe already. And he was mm -hmm. telling Stipe that he might want to take some time off so that he can fully prepare for this because he's the only thing that he's going to be thinking of. Uh, I do have one last clip here to share with everybody. I don't know if you – did you see this, the post-fight press conference? I did not. I did All right, not. you're in for a treat, my friend. So everybody out there, I'm going to play a little clip here. Somebody asked Jones, John about Francis. And uh, this was his response. This tweeted, uh, good job, Johnny Boy, sincerely the heavyweight king. Uh, do you have a response to Francis Ngannou referring to himself? Francis is a big old pussy. Shit. Hey, John. John, question over here. John, Crazy. Lexi, ESPN Gainesville. In your time of reflection uh, and perspective over the past three years. I love that quote. <laughs> I love it. All that muscle with a big ass pussy. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw, but Francis tweeted, uh, good job, Johnny boy. So Francis tweeted, good job, Johnny boy. And then that was his response. Oh, by the way, at the beginning of the press conference, John opened up with, I can achieve all things through Christ. Amen. <laughs> dude what a fool i hate how he does that like i want to like john but just be the bad guy bro just be he, the he, bad guy Stop he makes it so he makes it so hard to like him dude it does he, um, does he does and you know what i mean like i remember i used to be one of his biggest fans back in the day and it just uh that whole thing with him and daniel cormier like you know just fuck man that started like putting a really bad taste in my mouth. I, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like, I like watching him fight. He's a great fighter. But just who he is in, in general is just not he, – he's really not a good guy. <laughs> what do you think about 
Dana making that statement earlier in the week saying that uh, Francis is never going to come back. So do you think, do you think, think that John is saying bullshit. this? Yeah, I'm sure, right? That's Dana White. Dana White has never told the truth a day in his life. Uh, yep. So maybe maybe the door is not completely closed, and maybe that's why John's doing this, or maybe this is John being like the kid that's talking shit in front of the bully. Meanwhile, the principal's standing behind him, and he knows it. And he's not worried about the bully getting him because he's safe. Or do you really think he wants to fight Francis? I really think he wants to fight Francis first. Not, but not because like he wants us. Like he just thinks it's going to be a good payday and it fucking will. Cause, cause you imagine that though. Francis Take him gone. my money. Yeah, especially after Dana has has fucking blacklisted him from the UFC, now announced his return, the return of the person who wasn't supposed to come back ever against the greatest MMA fighter the sport has ever had. You know what I mean? Like that time. would be right. That would be the fucking biggest headline ever. This would be bigger than Connor. Anything Connor could ever put together. So Maybe that's what Jones's plan is. Plan is here. It's just to fucking call him out, get all this this big you know media attention about the fight, and get us all excited about it, and then put it together. That and look, if that's what he's doing, I'm, I'm all for it. it. I'm here. I'm here yeah. for it. You know right. that's that's how they they get my money all the time, dude. They yeah. blow the smoke up my butt. I but I buy into the storyline, and I'm all in. So I'm here for it. Ah. Uh, I'm glad that John's back. I'm kind of scared for Stipe. I don't think that Stipe is going to get his knock, his head block, uh, his head knocked off like the way Francis did to him. But I think that John is going to hurt him. He's going to take him down. He's going to probably sub him. I would say, you know. But I either, think that either that, either that, or the ref is going to stop him. Like he's going to end up using those elbows and fucking just cut him up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Stipe likes to box, and John likes to get in close, man. So I don't know. I I just don't. I mean, the only way that I see this going for Stipe is if he lands a crazy shot, which yeah. everyone has a chance of doing. But when has that ever happened to John? Who knows? Yeah. It could happen. It could happen, though. Not to say that it can't. But like I said, I'm here for it. So right. that was the last. Uh, that was the last fight on the pay-per-view. Fonzo, we got a couple. The month is not over, and we're going to have another pay-per-view this month, dude. This next weekend, we got an ultimate fight night. Main event, Piotr Jan taking on Marab Davishvili. That one is going to be so good, That's going to be good, man. I think That's that this is a good. bad matchup for Piotr, though. I think this is – this. I mean, if he doesn't knock out Marab, it's, he's, he's not going to win this. I think he's got to finish him. Because Marab is, and this is going to be a five-round fight. Marab does not get tired. But Piotr's tank, is it, is, is it questionable? I don't think I've ever seen him get gassed. I wouldn't I, say he gets gassed, but he slows down. And Marab yeah. doesn't slow down. And he, he's just in your face, dude. He's going to be like a fly-on poop. Mm. Pushing for the takedown. Pushing for the takedown. So, uh, And you know who Marab's? Metal metal training partner is who Aljamain Sterling. Oh, shit. 
So they yeah. got the game plan already, man. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. The, the week after that, we got the next pay-per-view event headlining, headlined by uh, Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, Justin Rafael Faziv. I haven't really looked at the rest of the card, but just those two fights alone are gonna be gonna be enough for me to stay home and watch. Oh show. Yeah. Who do you think is gonna is gonna um take it between Usman and Edwards this time? I think Usman's gonna whoop that ass. I think that he's not gonna fuck around. I think he's gonna take me on down at will, keep him down there, and just I don't know if he's gonna finish him because he didn't finish him in the last time around, you know. But I bet you he's not gonna he is not gonna allow what happened the last time to happen again, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, five round ass whooping coming Leon's way. Sorry. Well, I mean, that's what would have been in the last fight. Yeah, yeah, true that. You take out that 10 second window and it would have been, but hey, yep. that's why we watch him. That's why they fight. Yep. So uh, that's the last one, Fonzo. Anything you want to say as we wrap this up, my man? No, man. It was a great weekend of fights, and uh, I can't wait for the next the next one. And, yeah, we'll talk about them out there. Tell us what you thought. You know, hey, is uh, John Jones back? Is he going to take on uh, – on uh, what's his name? Stipe. No. Uh, Nganu. Francis. Do you think that'll Little happen? Francis. Yeah. Do you think that'll happen? Because I want it to happen. Let's let's speak it into existence. All right, everybody. Let's start a GoFundMe and let's <laughs> get this payday raise going so that we can bring Frank back to the UFC. All right. That's all we got. Everyone have a fantastic week. Stay safe out there and dry. I'm not sure if we're going to be getting any more rain, but if we do, keep rolling and training, everyone. And we'll be here next week. We hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Peace. This is The Motivation.